Good morning. Thanks for joining me on the Meg Ellison Show. My next guest this morning from Hilling from Dane County. I know. She's taken one for the team. Uh, very grateful for her willingness to step up and volunteer to be part of the Dane County Republican Party. We need every single vote in these statewide races, and she's she's uh, putting in the time to do so. Chrissy Ilgen with a hard G. How are you? Yes, good. So I thank you so much for having me on your program, and uh, you're the fiery redhead. <laughs> oh, you heard that. Yeah, someone, I heard that. That's someone, awesome. Someone wrote that for me. So, no, but yeah, cool. it's, it's, uh, uh, I would say, well, okay, yeah, it probably does apply. So we'll, we'll, we'll it, it applies. Yeah. It applies. We'll, we'll move on from there. But, um, I don't know what we, we'd call you the fiery blonde, the fiery Polish blonde, right? There we go. Yes. <laughs> That's so, me. you know, I think the last time you were on the show, we were talking about, um, well, again, just your engaging other, well, I guess I would say volunteers in the in the conservative movement to inspire them and encourage them to get involved. And, you know, as we were chatting off air, some of our frustrations with some who seem to be participating in activities that don't help the conservative cause at all. But uh, you, uh, on the other hand, are dedicated to ensuring that local elections turn out in the way that we hope in, in all, of all places, Dane County. Yeah, local elections are so important. And I don't know if people put enough focus on um, local elections. Um, everyone right now is focused on the federal election, you know, worried about the presidential race, worried about Senate. Um, but last time I checked, you know, Donald Trump uh, or uh, Nikki Haley, they're not going to be plowing my street. So I think that people need to worry about who is representing them on their county boards, in their school districts, as elder person in their, uh, you know, city council. Um, there are just so many things that we can do to make life better for ourselves just in our local communities. Well, and, and again, I've said so often that at the local level is where we have the most power. I mean, this is this is it. And I think we sort of got a jump on it in the past couple of years, uh, conservatives, um, after perhaps, you know, being asleep at the wheel. Uh, and it took, I think, the left by surprise. And so they're now more engaged or paying closer attention. Of course, they're upset that here in our county, in Marathon County, we've flipped a, a number of boards, which is a good thing. We've flipped a school board and a county board. But, I mean, it's it, there's, there's no guarantee that it will remain flipped because, as I always say, the Democrats are like sharks. They're always circling, always scheming, always plotting their next takeover of some, some government seat or some government entity. Exactly. I mean, um, we have, uh, you know, races for even village village boards that are, you know, contentious. Um, but on our on the Dane County Board of Supervisors, out of thirty seven seats, only one is held by a conservative. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Last this past year, we had, um, you know, Dane County became a sanctuary county for 
trans and non-binary people. That's the kind of things that they're working on. I mean, our taxes also went up 14%. Dane County raised taxes by 14%. And here the board is worried about, you know, Dane County being a trans trans sanctuary. Also, there are, uh, there's, um, they're trying to now pass some sort of motion to make affirmation um, prior to each meeting that, you know, we are on stolen land from <laughs> the Ho-Chunk Nation. Oh so, God. you know, when you have 36 people on a board and one, you know, that are uh, progressives and one that's conservative, of course they're going to start talking about things like that that don't really affect the day-to-day citizens of Dane County. So um, something that's very interesting, and I learned I learned this recently, that 67% of local races in Wisconsin are not challenged. They're uncontested. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yes, 67%. Wow. 67%. So, I mean, uncontested elections are not really a sign of a functioning, healthy democracy, last time I checked. So, uh, you know, we need to get more people involved. Um, a lot of those uncontested races happen right here in Dane County. And we are lucky to have some brave conservatives step up this time around for our elections on April 2nd. But there are still a lot of uncontested seats. So, uh, you know, we're trying our best to get some conservatives on the board. Our single conservative on the board can't even make a motion, can't even get a second on a motion he presents because nobody will second it. So there's no discussion on certain things that he finds important. And Dane County, we may have a low concentration of Republican voters, but when you talk to people who live in the county, many share the same conservative values. They may not, you know, they may not vote Republican, but they share conservative values. And being that these local races are nonpartisan, it gives us an opportunity to go out to the community and say, look, this is what is happening on your board. Can you please, you know, give us a vote if you want to change things, if you want more representation of your values on the county board? You know, you mentioned something about uh, the federal officials aren't going to be responsible for plowing uh, in Dane County nope. during a snowstorm. Well, it seems to me even those that are responsible for it aren't doing a very good job of it. The last time I was down in Madison, and I, you know, I've heard this from people up here that, you know, legislators up here that have had to contend with the unplowed or poorly plowed roads in Dane County. And I mean, I guess that is a low priority in terms of if if you're you know, if you have a scale of what's, you know, what's most important, I guess the transgender issues and being a trans sanctuary is more important than, I don't know, having, having a a snowstorm sanctuary. Yes, exactly. I mean, they care more for things that uh, don't necessarily pertain to your safety in your vehicle when you're driving to work in the morning. Um, Their priorities just they're not in touch with the priorities of the average Dane County citizen. Um, so, you know, we need to get some more representation. We need to get a lot of rep- representation, not only on the county board, but at the school board level as well. 
there are so many things that um, that affect us personally that we can try to change with local elections. Another thing about local elections is I wish that Republicans or conservatives would coalesce around some of these candidates. Um, you know, you don't have to talk national, federal level politics when you're door knocking with somebody. You don't have to talk about the border. You don't have to talk about, um, you know, who your preferred presidential candidate is. You know, you can coalesce around a candidate even though you may not agree on everything. Let's just put aside federal politics for a while and be concerned with, you know, somebody getting the Wanakee school board seat. So that that to me is is part of the beauty of of campaigning for local candidates who run in these nonpartisan races. Everybody with the same values can participate. Your voting record has really nothing to do with it. You know, just make some friends and coalesce around a candidate that represents your values. Well, and I think it's important because, I mean, if, if a person has political aspirations or if a person, I mean, is, is in it for the right reasons, frankly, that they, they really want to, they believe that they're, they, they want to represent the values that they hold near and dear and they believe that they are representative of the majority in their community. This is the opportunity to, to run for office and then to have a track record so that you can prove well, first of all, I mean, the, the first part of of uh, running for office, well, is actually winning the election and being, you know, and being able to communicate your platform or your what your policies are, what your objective is for running for office. But then, you know, as you outlined in this Wisconsin Right Now piece that you was recently published that you wrote, you talk about and, and you know, we don't really want to hold Tammy Baldwin up as the uh, as our role model. <laughs> Per se, but she, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, she started out uh, in in local politics and and you know made her way into uh, well the United States Senator representing Wisconsin. Yeah, you know, and it, it's going to take years to do this, but Republicans, conservatives, we need to create a deep bench um, of of people who are willing to step up and run for office. So. You know, like Tammy Baldwin, um, she started locally and then, uh, you know, in a municipal uh, position. And then she went to county board and then from county board, she went to assembly. It's like the uh, the conveyor belt of, of politics, of politicians. And we Republicans need to have the same thing. You know, if you're running for a local race, you get your name out there, you get used to campaigning, you understand what it takes to run, you understand what it takes to win. Once you do that, then you could move on to a, a, another position, maybe try assembly, and then somebody else can come and take your position on the county board or another municipal uh, or municipal seat. So we need a really, really deep bench of people who are willing to step up and run for higher office. And the only way we can do that is if we start locally at the village, school board, and county level. Well, and, and again, going back to viability, I think that you make you actually make yourself more viable if you run for local office and get elected and then prove yourself in that position. And, and that actually sort of builds on, you know, I, I hate to say it this way, but builds on your popularity, your, your mm-hmm. ability for uh, the local um, 
the locals to get to know who you are and to get to know where you stand on the issues. And I mean, I think it's sort of a natural progression to start out at a local level. And again, I mean, you and I expressed our frustration with a lot of those that, excuse me, that are neither in, they're neither interested in running for local office, nor are they interested in helping those uh, that are running for local office get elected. And we need, you know, we need both types of those people. Yeah, you know, I encourage everybody in their county uh, to get involved in some sort of local election. It's really important. And, and, you know, popularity of a candidate definitely plays a huge role in, in getting elected. Um, you know, name recognition is extremely important. And once you get your, you know, you get credibility at the local level, then you can go on to, to higher levels. But, um, you know, name recognition and popularity is definitely important. And then you could bring your proven track record to, to the higher office. Plus, once you do prove your, um, you know, prove that you're a viable candidate, people tend to, um, you know, help you out more. So maybe when you are running locally, you can get a good group of volunteers, um, create some relationships in your community, and then take that to the next step. So Chrissy Ogan, you know, I want to take, and I, we should have done this at the beginning, but oh, this is how these things flow. But <laughs> I want to take just a few moments to talk about you. I know how much okay. you love to do that. Just just as oh. a refresher, because I know you appeared on the show, uh, well, a number of months ago and, and yep. shared your personal story about really what inspires you and what inspired you to get involved in conservative politics? Well, I was elected as vice chair um, actually almost a year ago. And what got me involved, um, well, actually my involvement started several years prior, but I was never really attached to an actual, uh, you know, the actual Republican Party of Dane County. But I wanted to run because I saw a, um, a lack of involvement with young people. You know, what are we going to do when old people like me, you know, can no longer do things for the Republican Party? We need to help usher in the next generation. So that, to me, was something that was impetus for me running. Um, I was interested in doing outreach on campus. Um, and then it's funny because as I took on the position and learned more about it, I realized, you know, I am I was not elected only to help with, you know, the large elections that, are, that people are extremely concerned about, like the presidential election and senatorial races and that kind of thing. But I need to be a representative of those who live in Dane County. And that, to me, has... Um, really sparked my passion for local candidates. You know, I can't talk about them enough. I, 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 I think so highly of our local candidates, and um, that has really, I mean, it, it makes me go every morning. I am so passionate about them winning in April. Um, but that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of my story. That's how, that's how I started within the county. Uh, you know, which began almost a year ago. Well, and I, I guess what I was getting at is um, also even prior to 
Ah, okay. Getting and just, I mean, just your 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 family's influence and your family's experience, and I think how that has played a part in, in you know what you're involved in. Yeah, well, I was born in Brooklyn. You know, <laughs> you can tell by my accent, right? Um, born in Brooklyn to two Polish immigrants. Um, my mom and dad bo- both born in Poland. My mom was a camp survivor. My dad. Um, Pretty much, he was an only child and was left to fend for himself, um, you know, during the war, pretty much. Um, So they came to America, uh, each took their own path. And, you know, it was a little bit difficult for them to become citizens because at the time they were a lot more um, picky (laughs) about who entered the country. Um, So they settled in Greenpoint, which... Um, was a very Polish community in Brooklyn. And then when they got enough money, um, they were able to move the family out to Long Island. But my dad worked three jobs. Um, we were not well off at all. They did all they could to, you know, for my sister and me to, um, to pretend that, you know, we were just like all the other kids. But it was hard for me, uh, you know, early in my life because, you know, I went to kindergarten not speaking any English. I was really skinny. My mom made my clothes. I played the violin, and my dad taught me calculus. So I was kind of an oddball. Um, so, you know, my parents were very, uh, I can't say that they always voted Republican, but they were very conservative in their values, and they really instilled in us um, a very uh, an ethic that we really had to work hard at what we wanted. Um, my mom and dad never wanted me to depend on anybody else um, for security. Um, and then, you know, from there, I went off to, to college. I went to University of Notre Dame um, again. It, it, in college, I think all of us go through a little bit of a liberal period, maybe. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yes. I, yeah, I, I was so, there. Mm-hmm. Yep, so I did. And then once I got a job, I kind of uh, came out of that mm-hmm. because I realized I had to pay income taxes and I had to uh, uh, have a place to live. And again, I had to have my streets plowed. I lived in Boston. So um, I guess that's how I came to be conservative. Uh, but in college, I remember one of my roommates, you know, we were talking about who to, who to vote for. And um, she just told me, oh, Republicans aren't any good. You always have to vote for the Democrat because they're much cooler. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I'm a college kid. That's what I'll do. Um, but unfortunately, you know, there are a lot of those low-information voters like I was in college. Um, and today it's just extremely different for me. Uh, I, I think of my parents a lot. They're no longer around, but um, they did instill some pretty good values uh, in me and my sister, and I just want to make the community better for everybody. And, um, you know, I just think about them with almost every decision I make. And that, that's kind of what brought me to who I am and, and what I do today. And, I, you know, volunteerism has always been very important in my life. Um, I always say that I want to treat others better than I would want to be treated, and I think that's probably why volunteerism has always been a big part in my life. And that kind of translated to being involved as a volunteer with the Republican Party of Dane County. Oh, God love you. So 
let's um in our remaining few minutes yeah uh, let's hit home again about well and, and really i think so many uh, of those that are volunteering might i say with a capital v volunteering um, <laughs> yeah uh, you know in the in the republican party um yep. are uh, are selflessly putting in all kinds of time and effort into helping as you said to make your community better helping to really inspire future conservatives to be involved but talk just a little bit about i mean really the, the, what you are uh, drilling down to provide information to the local candidates that are running in your area so that they have well so that they are equipped to to win ele- to win their local elections Oh, so you want to know what we're doing for them? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, got it. So um, we meet with them, uh, I wouldn't say regularly, but um, semi-regularly. Uh, they have my phone number. They have resources in our party. Um, you know, I have somebody who works with us who's very, very good at messaging, especially if there are questionnaires they have to answer. That tends to be... Um, very pointed liberal questions. Um, I have somebody who works with us. Like I have a list of vendors who will provide signs and, uh, you know, a good resource for signs, graphic design, that kind of thing. Our candidates have learned to use Canva, um, which is also really helpful for making, uh, you know, yard signs and other lit pretty cheaply. You don't need to hire a graphic designer. And I am, I guess, the data person. Yes. So I make sure that they're connecting with people who um, are, uh, you know, voters who would agree with them in their in their neighborhoods. We also have a techie person who can help them with uh, creating a Facebook account and and that kind of thing. So we are trying to hit it from all angles, trying to get uh, help our candidates also with. Um, deadlines so they know when when their reports need to be filed and way back when they when they expressed their interest we made sure that they knew when their nomination paperwork had to be turned in how many signatures they needed so we're trying to help our candidates with all these details um, so they don't have to be bogged down with that and that they they could just do what they need to do to win their uh, to win their race which you know door knocking we're trying to provide them with volunteers to do door knocking as well um, and that's very important to to make connections within the community, to uh, to get your name out there, and just to share your values and tell other people that you know there are others like us out there. Well, and I think that's that's you know the first step, and for for anyone that's listening right now that hasn't been engaged and involved and would like to do so. I mean, here are a, a number of opportunities. If you've got, I mean, if if you are a uh, a numbers person that uh, is able to study uh, past election data to exactly. help provide you know these local candidates with information so that they know who to target when they are do out doing doors or you know as you described a graphics person or someone that is yep. familiar with social media or you know even just helping with door knocking standing you know standing in support of the local, uh, the person that's running for local office, but it's all very important and it's all necessary in order to win these local elections. 
So I urge everybody who's listening right now to find a local candidate that they can get behind and offer their help. Volunteers are, you know, they're kind of hard to come by, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and especially in Dane County. You know, we're a demoralized county. Um, you know, we we have the reputation of being, uh, you know, full filled with progressives, which is true. But we we need we need volunteers, and every candidate needs a volunteer. And there is no better way to pretty much ameliorate the demoralization factor than to get some local candidates elected. Once you start seeing that you know your work is, you know your your um, efforts are coming to fruition, then it starts building on itself. You get more confidence. You can get more volunteers, and people realize that they can win. So there's nothing better than that. Um, there's nothing better than helping a local candidate to kind of get that that demoralization factor to go away. Well, and I hope that you can help that Dane County supervisor, the one, the sole conservative. You can help find yep. someone who can second his motions. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that he's not we're, he's not all alone on the board. Yep. Exactly. He's uh. He obviously is our incumbent. He is running again. He's doing a great job. He already started door knocking. He knows what it takes to, to win. So we are trying really hard to get him some friends on the board. So, yeah, so at least he can have a discussion about things that matter to to many people on the board or in the community. Well, this is uh, I, I say this conversation, I, I hope that people are inspired and encouraged by it because, I mean, you know, Dane County, I just had a conversation with someone this morning and and, uh, you know, he's out of the D.C. area. And I said, oh, are you in the swamp? And he said, no, I call it the sewer. And I said, well, I usually <laughs> refer to Madison as yeah. um, as the mini swamp, but maybe I'll yeah. just refer to it now as the sewer, but uh, the yeah. sewer of Wisconsin. But I mean, yeah. if. If you if you can be successful, if you can be encouraged and motivated in Dane County, then every other county in this state should take inspiration from you. So, Chrissy, thanks exactly. for joining me. I appreciate it so much. Chrissy Ilgen from the Dane County Republican Party. Keep up the Thank great you. work. Keep up Thank the hope. You. And uh, look forward to our next chat. Thank you so much for having me on, Fiery thanks. Redhead. Well, <laughs> fiery, fiery blonde. We'll uh, we'll okay. talk. Fiery Polak blonde. We'll talk yeah, again there soon. You go. <laughs> Take care. Thanks, we'll talk. Fred. All right. Thanks. Bye. Going to the ten thirty news. Followed by your calls on the other side. Seven one five eight four five twenty one fifty five on the Mega Ellison Show on WSAU.